Welcome in, everyone, to another edition of Catfish on Ice with your hosts, Chad Mitten and Rich Howe. Welcome back, Rich, to Catfish on Ice. You missed an episode, but it was for very good reason, because you went to see the Preds beat the Vancouver Canucks. Tell us about your experience before we get into episode 102 of Catfish on Ice tonight. What a great game to go to, man. Like, it was so fun. Um, It's always a blast. Um, Crowd was really into it. Um, Preds came off with the victory. It was just really good. Um, Good environment. Lots of fun. Um, Was a little freaked out a little bit. You know, they did the uh, Canucks scored the first goal, and then Predators got two quick ones, and then um, Ekman Larson got that other, that real. Yeah. Weird goal, and then, um, then after that, man, it was just the Preds just put the screws to them and came out with the win. Man, it was awesome, so cool. Yeah, there was a there was like a scoring barrage in that game. Uh, yeah, Preds go up two to one, but then Ekman Larson gets the goal for the Canucks. You had three goals scored in about a three minute time span between the two teams. The place, uh, but yeah, was nuts, man. When when the Predators they got that um, the first one, and then Forsberg had that big. Slap shot that went in, the place went yeah. nuts. I mean, it was it was awesome, and then it kind of deflated a little bit. But it uh, well, let's and, and let me ask you, Rich. I got to ask you, how much did that did Bridgestone Arena erupt when Forsberg scored that power play goal, doing his best Alexander Ovechkin impersonation on the power play? I mean, he was just he was just like. <laughs> hook, line, and sinker over there in that circle, looking just like Alex Ovechkin out there on this power play, just getting set up for that uh, for that it one-timer. Was, it was perfect. I mean, there were, the, the place went nuts. I mean, everybody everybody's so happy about the way Forsberg's playing and stuff, and just whenever he gets a goal, man, everybody just gets so excited. So it was – I mean, What a great, great – and what a great way to go into the All-Star break. This is the All-Star yes. edition of Catfish on Ice – this is episode right. 102 with Chad Mitten and Rich Howe, your host, presented yep. by DraftKings. Rich was at the Canucks game to yep. round out before we go into the All-Star break. Had a great time. It was awesome seeing him there. Yep. yep. I didn't fun. see you on TV. I looked for you, Rich. I yeah. looked for you on TV. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't but you have you. a lookalike. Rich, you have a lookalike in the Preds fan base. I thought it was you. Really? I, actually pa- I actually paused the DVR to make sure it wasn't you. That's funny. But it wasn't oh, wow. you. It, it, this guy wasn't you. I had to look at it for like a good three seconds. I'm like, is that rich? And I'm That's like, amazing. I'm like, the cool, nah. It's not the cool rich. thing. The game was really awesome. But before the game, we got to go um, eat some Hattie B's hot chicken. There you go. So that was you got to get that when you go to Nashville. It's it was amazing. So awesome. Well, I'm glad you. I'm glad you had a good time. I'm glad you got to see the Preds get a big win to go into the All-Star break. And this is the All-Star edition here of Catfish and Ice episode 102. This is what we're getting getting into tonight. We are going to open up the episode in the opening face-off talking about NHL All-Star weekend, which is upon us. On Friday, we will have the skills competition. And on Saturday, it will be... The actual game itself, the NHL All-Star yep. game. I know a lot of fans are very torn about the, how they feel about this. They're like, you didn't let the NHL players go to the Olympics, but you're going to have this All-Star 
weekend right. in Las Vegas. I know a lot of fans are upset about it. Let's just enjoy it for what it is. How about that? Let's just go exactly. ahead. I mean, it's not ideal circumstances, but no. what what is in this climate that we find ourselves in right now with COVID and with everything else going on in the world? Let's just enjoy watching these NHL players have some fun, get That's, recognized for their talents. And these this skills competition, there are some fun events they got lined up are. that I'm actually really excited to watch. I don't know about yeah. you, Rich. Oh, I am. Man, the All-Star game is so fun to watch, like you said, because – it's just these guys just out there having fun playing hockey. There's no yeah. points on the line. You know, there's no, they're joking around with each other. They're just out there having fun. Lots of, lots of shots. Um, but then the skills competition, those are, those are the fun things to watch. I really like those. So especially the stuff they got lined up this year. So exactly. it's always a good we're, time, man. I love we're going to get into that. So our opening face off, we're going to get into how we feel about the skills competition of course, we've got two Preds players in this year's All-Star game and All-Star weekend, and that is UC Soros, who initially got selected. Yep. But Roman Yossi gets in, even though he wasn't initially selected, due to Nathan McKinnon having an unfortunate um, injury leading up to the All-Star break. Um, he had to actually have no surgery. <laughs> right, facial. He had a really bad facial fracture. And that's unfortunate because Nathan McKinnon's one of the best players in the game. So you Absolutely. hate to see a great player like him get taken out. So that that part you don't like to see, but we are very, very happy to see Roman Yossi get into the All-Star game where he should be as one of the NHL's best defensemen. He should have been selected already way back before Absolutely all should've. before the Nathan McKinnon injury. <laughs> but uh, So he's in. So we got two Preds players. Yeah. Not only going to be in the NHL All-Star game, but they're also going to be in separate skills competition challenges. Yeah. So we're going to yeah. talk about that. Yeah. What was Do cool little... about oh, – go ahead. Go ahead. No, we'll go talk. ahead. Go ahead. I was just going to say the cool thing about Yossi going to the All-Star game, I saw on Twitter he had planned on going to Miami Yeah. this weekend with his, with his family. But then, like, if you follow pl the players on Twitter or, like, Instagram – a lot of them went on this vacation, like Nick Cousins, yeah. the Duchesnes are all they're down there too. Matt Benning, so I'm assuming Roman Yossi would have been with all of them. So he, but he said he was more than glad to cancel those trip that trip. Well, Rich, days. Rich, I'm pretty sure if you're Matt Benning or if you're Nick Cousins, they would trade yep. places with Roman Yossi in a heartbeat. Absolutely, to be at that would. NHL All Star weekend. Absolutely, but uh, but yeah, that's yeah. that's pretty cool though. I mean, mm -hmm. yeah. Miami's a pretty good destination this time of year for these hockey players. They've been getting yep. beat up all year. They've been in these get hit in cold hockey rinks all year, right. traveling yep. to cold environments. Mm -hmm. Can you blame them for wanting to go to sunny Miami this time of year? You can't. No. But yeah. uh yeah, so it's yeah, that's funny. Yeah, and was, now, this, is really a, this is this is the last second. This is like a really last minute thing, Roman Yossi getting added in here for yeah. uh, Nathan McKinnon. So uh yep. we'll we'll get more into that. We're going to do a little prospect talk tonight. Yep. There's no game, of course. The Preds won't play again for like another week. They got a good yeah. little break here. They're in second place in the division at the All-Star break. Who saw that coming? Neither one of us. That's nope. for sure. We're not, not going to lie. We're not going to nope. we're not going to sit here and lie to you and said that we predicted this. And guess what? Even if we did lie to you, all you would have to do is go back and listen to the tape. Mm -hmm. We definitely didn't predict this, but you know what? We love seeing it. We love being wrong about yeah. this team. 
So that's yeah. where we're at with it. Or so we're gonna get some prospect talk because here's the thing: that's all we could talk about this time last year was yeah. all these prospects coming in. We're gonna put a, a an injection of youth into this team, right? That's what we were talking about. Yeah. That feeling isn't as high this year, of course. No, it is not. But it never hurts to think ahead. It never hurts to plan ahead. And so we are going to list our top five current prospects for the Preds who are next in line to make the NHL jump. Who are close. That that doesn't mean we're ranking these prospects on best prospects. These are the most ready prospects. We're we're kind of framing it a little differently here tonight because we're going to start looking ahead to 2022 and some of these prospects we're going to list for you later in this episode are prospects who are right in line to challenge for a starting spot next season. Probably not this season. I think the Preds roster is pretty set. Yeah, but I agree. definitely going into next season, some of these prospects we list off. That's what we're going to be listing off here. Yep. What else do we got here? We're let's start thinking about playoff matchups here. Playoff matchups, let's, potential playoff matchups. Of course, the Preds could completely fall apart. They've got over a ninety-five percent chance to make the playoffs, according to MoneyPuck.com. Those are good odds. Those are good odds, but very good odds. Rich, do you remember what their chances of not making the playoffs were last year and they still made it? Let's hope do. it doesn't flip. Let's hope it doesn't flip. I don't, I can't handle the flip with how good. Oh they're my playing. gosh. If it flipped on us like it did last year, but in the wrong direction, ugly. Mike oh, Twitter's on. Is rough. that a, is that a wave? I think that's a wave. It looks like a clap. It. No, that's a clap. Oh, it's a clap. Okay. I can't. Yeah. He's clapping his hands. Oh, gotcha. What's up, What's Mike, up Twitter? Mike Twitter? Good to he see you a, tonight, man. He had a he had a funny tweet about um I, I tweeted that I was on hat trick watch when Philip Forsberg could have got a hat trick, and he said something about throwing a hat down to the arena. And I was like, uh, there's no way I could have thrown a hat down to the ice from where I was sitting. Couldn't happen. But hey, so Rich, those those seats you sit up top there, I know they're really far back, but those are some of the best seats you can have. We were actually in like not the upper section. We were in the two section, like two sixteen. Okay, not there the ball, go. not the top, but right in the middle. So right, That's right in the too. center. Great. Team. Unless you're unless you're sitting in like the first ten rows or almost you're on not. the glass. Yeah. I love sitting in those corner um, seats where you're getting a diagonal right. view of the ice upper deck. Yep. Kind of yep. where um, cell block three hundred three is at. Yep. Yep, those no, are good. Th- that's like that's like the best seats. That's the best <laughs> view of the ice. You can see everything. I mean, there's no there's no shame in sitting upper deck in Bridgestone Arena. There is no yeah. shame at all. When we were at the Boston game, we were in the the two section, the middle section, um, but in one of those corners at a diagonal. They were great. I mean, I loved it. That's that's where mm-hmm. I want to sit all the time, actually. So yeah, and so <laughs> we're to, we're gonna. To go back to our topic here, we're going to talk best playoff matchups, potential playoff matchups for the Preds. Who could they face who were like, we would feel good about this going in if they, they can end up matching up with this team in the first round. We're going to speculate. We're going to look at it, figure it out, look at the standings, kind of maybe not predict, but try to figure out what would be the best potential playoff opponent for the yeah. Preds in the first round. We'll look over the entire NHL, some other really good potential first-round playoff matchups that would be a lot of fun to watch as a fan. We'll get into mm-hmm. that. we got to get into some, 
into some Winter Olympics talk. I know it's a very hot topic. Some people aren't even supporting the Winter Olympics for their own personal reasons. All I can say is this. We support the athletes. Oh, you, can ha- you can hate where the Olympics are being held. You can hate all, all the uh, politics, politics surrounding it. We're not going to get into all that. I nope. support the athletes that are over there. Most of Absolutely. these athletes are amateur athletes yep. who are trying to fulfill a lifelong dream. They can't yep. choose where these Olympics are held. They can't they can't control all the things that are going on in this world, all the complicated things. But we support the athletes. We and since we're a hockey podcast, we are going to look at the men's and women's Team USA hockey teams. The the Team USA women's team already played a game. And they won today, earlier today. They looked really good. They are the defending gold medal champions. So great job, ladies. So we are going to give our Olympic athletes a lot of love tonight to round out the episode. And, of course, it's Thursday. We will do our battle for the Central Power Rankings as we're at the All-Star break. So, Rich, we got a lot to get into. I hope you're ready. It's a big, uh, big, big episode planned. Just because, just because the Preds are on the all-star break doesn't mean we're taking a break. No, no. We can't take a break. Can't take a break. We love doing no this too break. much. We love doing this too much. We love bringing Catfish on Ice to you. And so yeah. here we are on this Thursday heading into the NHL all-star break. And with that, let's talk about the all-star game this year for the, for the NHL. Yeah. It's being held in Las Vegas. That should be very entertaining in and of itself. It's a, always a spectacle in Las Vegas, that's for sure. Yes, it is. And let's huge. go ahead and look at the fact that UC Soros is getting his first NHL All-Star selection, what we yep. think is probably first of many. And Roman oh, Yossi, Roman Yossi is getting his fourth All-Star selection due to Nathan McKinnon having to pull out with his uh, surgery that he had to get. And, of course, a player like that, he's not going to risk – playing in this tournament um, when he can – or not tournament, but in this all-star game when he needs to get healthy for his team who's going to be battling for a Stanley Cup down the stretch. So uh, Absolutely, they will. So both Roman Yossi and UC Soros will be in their own skills competition challenges. Let's talk about Roman Yossi because that's the really interesting one, Rich. Uh, The NHL is bringing out a brand-new event called the – it's called the Fountain Faceoff. Yes. And at the Bellagio, there is going, going to be a floating rink where players yep. will take a boat. This yep. sounds like a movie. This sounds like a like yeah, a sketch, like, like, like an SNL uh, a sketch or so, skit something. Or something weird. Something like, strange. But they're going to take a boat out <laughs> to this rink, and whoever can hit the five targets the fastest. Yep will move on to the final round to face off against each other. Um, yes. Wow. that's got, It's got me intrigued. It sounds cheesy, but it has me intrigued. Well, they also said that will could be affected by the mist of the, of the fountain and – you, you've been to Vegas before, haven't you? Have you been to Vegas? I actually have never been to Vegas. Okay. So on Vegas Boulevard, like the main stretch, it is like super windy all the time for some reason. 
And they said that the wind on, on the boulevard in front of the Bellagio and the mist from the fountain could be factored into this skill competition somehow. Well, so I got to tell I you, I got to tell you, it's definitely not going to be like anything normal. It's going to be weird. It's going to be probably a little weird for these players to be floating so. around. And, uh, you know, I'm sorry, but I know that these players real they're competitors ultimately and all these players are going to want to win let's look at who's in this uh so it's eight players that are going to be in this fountain face-off challenge along with roman yossi you got seven other participants here's the here's two players that really stand out if you're just going off of star power outstanding great nhl players jonathan uh, huberdo of the Mm -hmm. florida panthers and mark stone (coughs) of the vegas golden knights Yep. You've also got Claude Giroux in there for the Flyers, who is in a lot of trade rumor circles. Jordan Eberle of the Kraken. You've got Nick Suzuki of the Canadians. Zach Wierenski of the Blue Jackets. Um, some, so an interesting pool of players there. Like I wouldn't say it's just loaded with superstars in those, those choices, but uh Mark Stone, Jonathan Huberdo, and Roman Yossi, those are your top three. Those are your, your yeah. That you would expect to do well. Yeah. Here, here, Mike Twitter says we should do a live podcast from Vegas when the Preds play Vegas. All right. Wow. Uh All that right. would be a lot of fun if we're still if we're still around at that point, which I plan on it. Plan on it. Um, we will uh look into that. We got a year yeah. to plan for it. <laughs> yeah, that'd be fun. Vegas is crazy. Crazy place. So the anyway. fountain face off. So Rich, what do you what are your expectations for this event? What do you do you think Roman Yossi will uh he, he I feel like he's a good choice for this event. I mean, he's got accuracy. We've seen him shoot from the top of the circle, and he's got some pinpoint accuracy that just beats goaltenders. He's very fast, he's got a fast uh shot release. Um, so he I don't does. know. I feel like he could do really well in an event like this. I think so too. Um I know Montreal is like bottom of of the league right now, but Nick Suzuki's actually a really good player too. Oh yeah, he um, is. So he, he, he I think overlooked. he he can do well in it. Um, but Roman Yossi, I think he's got a good shot. I don't want to sound like a homer or anything, but he's, I would he's say got a pretty accurate shot. I mean, I would say it's I would say it's between if you're just going off of pure predictions and what you think is going to happen, Roman Yossi yeah. and Jonathan Huberdo are the two yeah. that I feel like. Yeah. Should be your I, top I two um, favorites yeah. in this event. It'll be interesting, that's for sure. Because just hearing the way they describe it, taking a boat out there and the rinks floating or whatever, it just sounds it sounds typical Vegas to me. So, yeah, oh yeah, for sure. And the last thing I need to see is Roman Yossi slipping and falling into the water and straining <sighs> something. That would be Don't. typical. That would be typical Preds luck. Like, oh, Roman but, Yossi will miss the next two weeks of the season because he fell out of the boat. Yeah, we don't need any, any of that. <laughs> I'm sure they're going to take – I'm sure they're going to take plenty of precautions. I'm just saying, <laughs> I hope, like – I hope so. Well, so I know last they, year they were they were shooting off these big, huge platforms. Did you watch it last year? They had, like, these big targets out on the rink, but they were standing, like, way up in the stands shooting yeah. pucks down these targets. It looked a little sketchy, but um, – now they're in the water, so although it's not that deep, but 
I'm all for it. I'm watching it. Yeah, I'm all for it. Oh yeah, definitely. I'm not gonna. And miss then it. let's talk. And then UC Soros is going to be in the safe streak, which is the more traditional uh, yep. skills competition. It's been around for a while. Pecorine was in this competition. Yeah. Um, very straightforward hmm. rules here. It's like you know, players are gonna be, you know, people are gonna be firing these uh, pucks at a yeah. goaltender, and let's see how many saves you can make in a row. Some big, and so, uh, big names in this though. Like you would expect, all the all the big yeah, names are in there. Frederick Anderson's in there. Jack Campbell, Andre Vasilevsky, Cam Talbot. Those are some Thatcher. of the ones. Thatcher Dimko's Thatcher in there. Good yeah. luck picking who you think is going to win that one. I mean, yeah, that's well. Soros should have a pretty good chance because he's he gets like kind of hung out to dry on breakaways quite he's a bit. Used, so. He's used to having to make forty plus saves <laughs> in real NHL games. Yeah, so in real this, uh, NHL games when they're barreling down on you. So, so this save streak NHL skills competition thing should be a walk in the park for him, then, right? I w- I would think so, but who knows? Like, I'm sure the All Star Game jitters will be there for Soros. It's his first time being here, yeah. uh, so I'm sure there'll be that. And uh, but it'll be fun to watch him see how he does in this. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pecorino didn't do too hot, too, too hot in his last appearance in this challenge. He, yeah. he only made two saves oh, in wow. a row before being knocked out That's when he crazy. did it last. I think that was 2019 when he participated in it. That's right. But yep. uh, I remember that he only made two yep. saves in a row. But uh, hey, man, yeah. Let's look at what the happened? actual All Star game itself, and um. You know, you look at these rosters, and I gotta say, I really feel like the Central has a really good roster now that you add Roman Yossi into the mix. That helps, that's for sure. I mean, obviously, you're um, losing Nathan McKinnon, so it's like you're swapping one great player for another great player. But just looking at the Central Division roster, it's pretty good. I mean, you think about Roman Yossi and Cal McCarr being out there together, that's gonna be fun to watch seeing those two scary. similar type players. In a three-on-three format, that's going to be really good. Uh, I mean, the Central Division's got a good roster with Soros and Cam Talbot as their goaltenders. Yep. I like their chances. The Pacific roster also looks really strong to me, though. Yeah, I'm trying to pull it up. Who's the – I lost it. Daggone it. Well, if if you're talking about the Pacific roster, I mean, you've got (laughs) – Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl on right. there, of course. So they're you know they're going to have ridiculous chemistry, absolutely in the three on three format. Yeah, the East might be hurting a little bit because they said that Alex Ovechkin's not going to be participating. It was, once again. was that I hated seeing that. I was yeah. looking forward to seeing him. Yeah, he you know, got uh, being the All Star festivities, but he didn't participate last year either. He was nominated or made it in, and he he declined to play he said he needed to rest so yeah i don't, no, I don't blame i don't blame yeah. any of these players for uh bowing out when they're just not feeling you know up to speed yeah. for it i mean why would you risk the rest of your season for an all-star game i mean you shouldn't do that yeah absolutely i agree but yeah the central the central and the pacific they do look pretty strong so we'll see what happens of course the atlantic has couple of the dudes from Tampa Bay, which is always scary as well. So, 
But yeah, I'm looking. Suit, I'm right? looking at the Central Division. I mean, you've got Kaprizov from Minnesota, of course. Nazem Kadri, Alex Dabrinkit. You got a lot of goal scorers, of course. Mm-hmm. Just pure lethal goal scorers. Yeah. Joe Pavelski is going to be the team's captain after McKinnon was uh, taken out. I'm sorry. I'm not just saying this. I mean, I have no bias towards the Central Division just because the no. Preds are in the Central Division. I actually no. think the Central Division has the best team, top to bottom. Yeah, it looks like it. I agree with that. But you look um, at the Pacific roster; they've 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 got Johnny uh, Goudreau, they've got yeah. Leon Drysaitel, they've got Timo Meyer, who's having an excellent season for San Jose. Troy Terry's having a really good season in his first All Star selection. You've got Mark Stone for Vegas, Alex Petrangelo for right. Vegas, and their two goaltenders are John Gibson and Thatcher Demko. So yeah. uh, I feel like it's going to come between, now between the Pacific and the Central. Those yeah. are my – I mean, I look at the Eastern Conference teams, and they're good, but I feel like they're top-heavy. I agree with that. Yeah, I think so too. I'm just looking at the Atlantic. You got Huberto, Bergeron, Austin Matthews. So, Stamkos. yeah. Um I don't know. Yeah, I agree. It'll be fun. I, I mean, if, it's so hard to predict. It's all-star game. But uh, yeah. I think the Central Division has a really good chance to win it this year. Yeah. So I'm really excited to watch it. We will be live tweeting the skills competition on Friday night. So uh, stay tuned oh, for yeah. that. We will be around from the Catfish Nice <laughs> podcast account to Absolutely. react live to the skills competition. Should be a lot yeah. of fun. It's nice yeah. to see the All-Star game uh, yeah. back this year, even though we would like to see the NHL players in the Olympics as well. That's- so, so, like, what's your favorite – Besides the game, like of the skills competition, like what's your favorite thing? Favorite event? Yeah. Yeah, that's I, I gotta say it's usually for me, it's the hardest shot. That's what I that's what I wrote down too. That's my I favorite. Just, thing I mean, too. I guess Shay Weber kind of did it for me because that was the first time I remember ever being really that interested in it. Yep. And Shea Weber doing the hardest shot was like must watch TV for Preds fans back in the day. Yep. And so, uh, who's in the hardest shot this this year? Let's take a look know. at it. I got I got it down here. I'll pull it oh, up okay. real quick. Um, hardest shot. It's only four participants. We got yep, yep. Adam Pellick for the uh, Islanders, Timo Meyer for the Sharks, Victor Hedman for the hmm. Lightning, and Tom Wilson for the Capitals. Wow. That's an interesting one there. <coughs> yeah, yeah. Um, go ahead and put my money down for Victor Hedman. On that I'm one. thinking so too. Ask. I'm thinking so too. He takes those big, huge shots from the blue line, man, and they're they're pretty speedy. So. I'm not. I really don't know about. I mean, I'm sure Tom Wilson has a laser rocket of a shot too, but yeah. uh, I'm going Victor Hedman there. But yeah, I think that'll so be too. other than watching, other than watching our Preds players, Roman Yossi and UC yeah. Saros and their events. That's going to be the event that I'm most interested in is the hardest shot. Yeah. Mike Twitter voted. He likes hardest shot as well. And then he, <laughs> this is kind of funny. Hardest shot. Did you see PK Subban is in the new Jackass movie? Yes, I did see that today. That that's right up. That's right on in uh PK, PK Subban's wheelhouse right there. I mean, Absolutely. does that even surprise you that much? I mean, no. PK Subban, if he can get publicity, he will get publicity. Yeah. It would have been good a, if they could have got somebody who was a little more accurate, maybe. But <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, that that's pretty <laughs> funny that he's gonna be in there. <laughs> yeah. So they were testing 
I, I saw like a little picture of it. So they had one of the guys like tied to the goal to to the net, and they were they were doing a um, testing cups. So you can just imagine, you can just imagine what's what's going on right there. So, yeah, yeah. Well, good for PK Subban. He's a uh, he's not having yeah. the best of hockey days anymore. He's yeah. had a great career. We love PK. I love PK Subban. Yeah. He was I did too. He was outstanding while he was here in Nashville, and yeah. we know all about all of his philanthropy and all the great things mm-hmm. he does in the no, community. Absolutely. So you'll never hear me disparage what PK Subban does. He's a class act, mm-hmm. a great person. Everything he does off the ice is positive, and mm-hmm. he likes to be in the limelight. I mean, that's just who he is. He's a he's yep. a media personality, and uh, so yep. it doesn't really surprise me that much. Did you have you ever seen the show Impractical Jokers, Rich? Oh yeah, oh yeah. I'll, did you ever I'll see the time? Time. Did you ever see the time they got punished? Uh, they're Devils fans apparently because they're from that part. Of, they're from New York area, and and I can't remember which two of them it was, but they had to. Uh, it was they two of them got punished at the lost, same time. Right. And they had to, uh, during an intermission at a Devils home game, they had to take shots from uh, from actual Devils players. Oh, wow. Wearing, they that. were wearing protective gear, but they had to take, oh. like, actual shots. And I'm telling you, they got pummeled. Good. <laughs> it was I think hilarious. I do remember that. Yeah, it was good. If you can pull it up on YouTube, I'm sure I'll you can find it. it uh, but That's it awesome. is hilarious. That's good stuff. But uh, so I imagine uh, that's going to be something like that. Probably even a little more raunchy, probably. I would but, say uh, so. Yeah. yeah, that's probably how it's going to go. But uh, good thing bringing that up, Mike Twitter, because that, that was yeah. pretty funny. I saw that today about PK Subban that was. in the Jackass movie. All right. So we got awesome. uh, another event, the accuracy shooting. <laughs> yep. Accuracy shooting. Um, that'll be uh, that for me. That just doesn't draw me in as much because I mean, like, they're all is accurate. That, they're all NHL players. But yeah. uh, you're going to have Leon. Where they're setting up cards. Targets. Yeah, they'll set targets. Like, and it's got to oh. be super accurate, yeah. Because there's something where they're doing like – they're setting up like targets ha- or like cards. Yeah, I don't think that's what it is. Okay, so that's something That else. might be okay. what it is. I don't remember what it's – oh, it's called 21 and 22. They have to like hit cards to get to 21. Yeah, and, and I saw that. Like, like, I think this like, is something okay. different here. Okay. I think oh, this I is at, yeah. I think this is just accuracy shooting. You got Leon Dreisaitl, Clayton Keller, yeah. Sebastian Ajo. I'm just naming some of the big ones here. Johnny Goudreau, Patrice Bergeron. Marcheseau. Yeah. Jake Yens- Jake Yensel. I mean, you got mm-hmm. some good ones there. Yeah. All Playing star power. Shooters. And then of course your fastest skater. Which I think Roman Yossi competed in the fastest skater once. I could be wrong on that, but maybe in his earlier years when he first got selected to the wow. All Star game. That makes sense. But uh, you've got yeah. your fastest skater. You've got Chris Kreider in there. You've got Jordan Cairo in there. Connor McDavid is going to be in the fastest skater. I'm going to put my money probably on him. Are you sure about that, Rich? Are you sure about – you're you're really looking over Cal McCarr on this one. Well, yeah, you're right. You're right. Connor McDavid is super fast, though. You've got <laughs> Dylan Larkin in here as well. That's going to be – I might – you know what? I yeah. might have to change my pick from the hardest shot because that yeah. – they've got – that's a loaded set of yeah, participants right. there for fastest skater. And you throw Connor McDavid in there. Mm-hmm. I, 
I'm telling you, the skills competition's got me kind of intrigued this year. I'm really into yeah. it. Like, yeah. I'm definitely like going to be watching. Definitely going to be watching on Friday night. Absolutely. All right, so you're so you're taking Connor McDavid to win the fastest skater. I'm taking Cal McCarr. Cal McCarr. All right, we'll see. We'll what uh, we'll go back and look at the tape. We'll update everybody. Check it out. Are we both taking yeah. Roman Yossi for uh for his event? Let's go ahead and do it. Come on. Yeah, we'll just do it. We'll put our money on Roman he's, Yossi. He's really accurate. So, <coughs> you know. We'll, we'll put our money on that one. Hardest yeah. shot, I think we both took Victor Hedman, right? Victor Hedman, definitely. And then save streak, what are we doing? Are we are we going to stay loyal to UC Soros? <sighs> I'm going Andre at Vasilevsky. I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> a couple weeks ago, I would have took Jack Campbell. But I don't know now. This is completely different, though. This is like, yeah, I'm going Andre Vasilevsky. That's probably a good pick, just because he's I a giant, so. and and yeah. I feel like it, in an event does. like I feel like in an event like this, it's going to be perfect for him because it's not like a regular game where he has to guess right. as much. He's just going to be sitting there taking up waiting. almost the entire net, just like waiting for pucks <laughs> to come at him. This is a I. Vasilevsky, he's probably going to win it. I just, I'll be surprised if he doesn't. His pads are so massive. Yeah, I don't. I, I mean, he's a big dude, but he's not that big. I think he wears really big pads. So he's my prediction. Who's yours? Go ahead and just give me one. Uh, I'm gonna say you're gonna go, go against your boy Juice, aren't you? I'll, I'll go with Jack Campbell. Man, uh, he, I think he's gonna have the jitters, man. I think he it's is. Like he's All right, this proves we're not we're not homers on this podcast. We did take Roman no. Yossi. But we did not take UC Soros. Don't take it personal, Juice. No. It's your first all-star event of many, and it's just Don't the skills competition. Us. It's not that big of a deal. Yeah. But, uh, all right, you're taking Jack Campbell. I'm taking Andre Vasilevsky. All yeah. right, let's move on here in episode 102 of Catfish on Ice with Chad Mitten and Rich Howe, brought to you by DraftKings and part of the Hockey Podcast Network, the all-star edition as we are at oh, the all-star gosh. break. And the Preds are sitting in second place with 60 points. Yes. And they're only trailing the mighty Colorado Avalanche in the division. They're one point ahead of the Minnesota Wild. They are three points ahead of the Blues. And then they got a really good cushion between them and the Dallas Stars, who are at 48 points. If you look at the wild card positions right now, you've got the St. Louis Blues in the first wild card position. And you've got the Calgary Flames in the second wild card position with 52 points. So the Preds had themselves a nice little cushion from mm-hmm. being in the playoff picture, which is why those you see those 95% uh, playoff odds from your yep. people like moneypuck.com. Yep. So right now <clears throat> they would play, they would go against Minnesota. If it ended today, so. Ooh, interesting. Well, you know what? I got something to say about that potential matchup when we get to that part of the episode. So stay tuned for that. But up next, up next in episode 102, we've got, we are going to go ahead and rank our top five current Preds prospects who are next in line to make the NHL. Yep. Yep. So we're really, we're really good names in this list. We're really thinking. 2022-23 2022-23 season. We're thinking next season here for the most part. Because I really don't think, unless something crazy happens at the trade deadline, 
I really don't think the Preds are going to tinker with their starting roster too much when it comes to calling up any prospects this season. They're in a really good spot right now where they feel really confident about their starting roster. And unless just a lot of injuries happen all at once or David Poyle shocks us with a crazy trade that we don't see coming, Really think their roster is pretty set right now, and they're probably not yeah. going to touch bring up any more prospects this year. The taxi yeah. squads are gone now, Rich. Thank goodness. Yeah, that part's that part's gone again. So we're we that whole ju- thing over. <laughs> we don't have to get numerous uh, notifications on our phone about who's going to the taxi squad and who's going to here and who's going don't to there. Any part of that anymore? All right, let's start with number five. We'll go five to one here. Number five on our list of prospects who are most ready to make the NHL jump. And we went with Luke Evangelista at number five. Yes. He is is just – he's a scoring uh, machine, Rich. Scoring machine. Almost two points a game. Lots of goals. Like, just, I mean, he is dominating. Dominating. He's he's really the next Philip Tomasino, because this is how we were – we were gushing over Philip Tomasino in the next way. He might even be a bigger scoring uh, potential than Tomasino has. Yeah. He's getting ready to turn 20 this month. And, yeah, the the, the thing – about it is can he transfer what he's doing to the NHL game? He's a little undersized. That's his big thing. He's, that was he's, he's that undersized. was something else. I, lo- I looked at that compared to Philip Tomasino, and he is he's a little bit smaller. So what you so being undersized in the OHL, you can get away with it a little bit more. But yeah. once you make that jump to the NHL, eventually, even in the AHL, once we see Evangelista get into the AHL for Milwaukee. Mm-hmm. We're really going to get a good taste of what he's capable of. Yeah, even that, even that alone will be a big challenge for him, being undersized like he is. Let's yep. see what kind of scoring pace he'll be able to keep up with once he gets there first. Yeah, but uh, right, right now, currently with the London Knights of the OHL, the Ontario Hockey League, he's got 54 points, 26 goals. He's missed a little bit of time recently due to uh, COVID protocols for his entire team. They've missed a few games. Wow. So, uh, but yeah, you can't slow down this kid's pace. He's going to eventually be with the Admirals, and that's his next step. But I would not discount the fact that next season he could be called up. Oh, absolutely he could. Yeah, that would be the next – the next logical if the team thing. needs him, maybe the team won't need him next season. I think preferably you don't want to call him up next season and you have a good enough team to where you don't need him. Like you said, Rich, he's still very young. He's mm-hmm. he's about to turn what? He's, you say he's about to turn 20 years old? Oh, yeah, this month he'll be 20, yeah. That's very young yeah. for an NHL player. I mean, Thomas Eno's yeah. going through the growing pains right now, but he's still managing just fine. It's very hard for that young of a player to yeah. just go right into the NHL. So I think a full season in Milwaukee will do him a lot of good, similar to Igor Afanasyev right now. Yep. But yep. I do think that's why he's at number five on our list. I agree. Yeah, and like you said about Tomasino, it is the exact same scenario because Tomasino 
was dominating when he was playing, you know, in the, in the, the other league. And it doesn't necessarily transfer to the NHL. He's, he's doing good. He's not probably doing as well as everyone thought he would, I guess, maybe. But yeah, Evangelista's, it's, it's the exact same thing. Dominating his league. Will it transfer to the NHL? That's the only, and the only question. We've talked about this plenty of times, Rich, with, with Kyle, and with some some of our other guests in the past, the Preds have always had a hard time drafting elite scoring talent on the wing. Yep. They've, yep. they've done just fine developing defensemen. They've done just fine getting their goaltenders. They've just never been able to get the wingers. Uh, me and Kyle Perkins uh, in the last episode on mm-hmm. Monday did some redrafts. Looked at and one of the picks we looked went back and looked at was one that Preds drafted Kevin Fiala, and Kevin oh, yeah. Fiala was one of those players that everyone thought was going to turn into this elite goal scorer, and the Preds ended up trading him for Mikael Granlund. And so, but yep. for the most part, the Preds have never been able to go out and draft and hold on to elite scoring uh, winger type players. So yep. maybe a Luke Evangelista can break that curse. Yeah. When he eventually gets caught up to the NHL, he I think he's at least a full year away from getting that opportunity. The I earliest I could see Evangelista being called up is in the middle of next season. And the only way I see that happening is if the Preds are struggling and they have to make some decisions. And yeah. I, I feel or like he needs yeah. he needs a full season in Milwaukee, preferably. I think so. That'll be a real measuring stick. If he can transfer what he's doing to the AHL, and if he can dominate like that in the AHL, man, that would be really good news for the Predators. So, mm-hmm. I agree. Though I think one more a year in the AHL will probably do him a lot of good. So that that'd be the next step. Yep. So he's Two number five. Maybe. So he's number five on our next in line list for our prospects. Next in line. All yeah. right, number four is a player that some people thought, including our buddy Kyle Perkins, that he would get up to the NHL roster this year. And I think he just – it's its taking some time. We see this happen all the time. He is still dominating, though. Let's not get this mixed up here. Boy, it's not he? really because he's not playing well. It's just there's not room on the current NHL roster right now for him. And yep. he does have a little bit of maturing to do in his game. But he's on the right track. That yep. is Zachary LaRue. Yep. He is currently playing in the Q- QMJHL. It's really yep. hard to say that fast. QMJHL. QMJHL. Oh, and what's uh, even harder is what the Q stands for. <laughs> I go ahead and tell it. us. Go ahead and tell us. I don't know. I don't know how to say it. Okay. Well, I we'll just stick, we'll stick we'll with just Q- QMJHL. That sounds good to me. He's playing for the Halifax Mooseheads, one of my favorite team names ever. Yeah, that's awesome. But he's got 38 points in 23 games right now. And I'll tell you right now, though, the way Zachary LaRue carries himself, the way he plays with that grit and grime and with that relentless um, attitude that he has, Mm -hmm. he will be an match made in heaven once he does come up to this Preds team. He fits the identity of this team perfectly. (laughs) But, again, you got to show patience with – a player like Zachary LaRue. Yep. I do expect Zachary LaRue on the Preds roster next season, though. Do you? I do. I think he's got a really good chance in training camp of next year to make the roster. He will be one of your top 
prospects who will be competing for a roster spot. Because let's look at it. Nick Cousins, I don't expect him back next year. So that opens up a spot for a Zachary LaRue to fill in perfectly. You, yeah. I think he would play a lot like Nick Cousins. Uh, yeah, I agree. He can fill that role that. very well. So if, if, if Nick Cousins doesn't come back to the Predators like I expect he doesn't, then yeah. there's an opening right there for LaRue to, to move in, maybe even day one. It's possible. Season. There's another person, though, that we're probably going to be talking about here soon who's probably going to be wanting that spot as well, though. Exactly. So it's going to be some – Well, that's why that's why, Zachary, that's why Zachary LaRue is at number four. Absolutely. Um, I wrote a note. He's going to have to take somebody's spot or take that Nick Cousins spot if it becomes available. And he is playing really well but there's a big difference in the league he's playing in the NHL. So it's just going to be if that's going to work out for him, you know what I mean? Like, especially if he jumps from there directly to the NHL, oh, yeah, that's, a, that's, a big that jump. NHL experience, that's a huge jump, but it's a big jump, but, but he seems, we feel, he seems we feel like, like a player like him could actually do it. I, I, At I, least do, I do. I, well, I do too. Just the, the way he plays that game and he plays the way the predators are playing right now. I, I think he's, he's a perfect fit. He's like you it, said, if he threw if he if he uh, hypothetically speaking is on the Preds roster next season, yeah, I don't think you would be expecting him to come in and just score a bunch of goals. You're no. looking for a, another fourth line blue guy that's going to set the tone, that's going to be another Tanner Janot in a lot of ways, mm-hmm. same yep. type of player almost. And you yep. just keep stocking your roster up with these young, hard hitting players. Suddenly, you've got your foundation for years to come of the yep. type of t- team you're going to be. Yep. So, I, I give him a really good chance here that he's going to yep. be on the Preds roster uh, next season at some point. At he some just point. Needs, to, needs to keep that temper under he control. Does. A little bit. But we're—I mean, we keep saying that about our current starting well, players. That's true too. You're right. And it doesn't seem, and then the team is still figuring out ways to to win. So, uh, yeah, yep. you're right. You're right. All right, let's go to number let's let's go to number three on our next in line Preds prospects, and that is for me Igor Afanasyev, a player that I mean he's been next in line for a while, Rich. <clears throat> yeah, and he's he's who I was talking about, who's probably going to be wanting that Nick Cousins spot if it comes open. So, but I got to tell you, Rich, he's not having as big of a year in Milwaukee as I would like to see him be having right now. It's a very – he's not lighting it up by any means. Mm-hmm. He's definitely making an impact. I'm not saying he's invisible and he's not doing anything, but t- for me to feel highly confident that he's ready for the mm-hmm. NHL, I need him to really keep improving. And, you know, a lot of people wanted to see him start this year on the roster, and I'm glad he didn't. Nothing. No offense. No offense to those fans who might be listening right now, who were those fans who wanted him to start. But I was one of those people who were like, "Nope, I would rather see him go to Milwaukee. He hasn't played in Milwaukee yet. He needs time down there." And I think that looks like the right decision at this point because I, I just don't know what would have happened to his confidence and his development if you would have thrown him into the NHL for. Um, a bunch mm-hmm. of games, and he gets buried on the death chart. He's only playing nine or ten minutes a game. And what would yeah. that do for his development track? Now he's down in Milwaukee, and 
He's got 19 points in 42 games. So, like I said, he's not tearing it up by any means. He's only got yeah. seven goals, but he's Five. got plenty. He's got plenty of time because he's only 21 years yeah. old, and I think this is doing him a lot of good playing for Milwaukee right now. Yeah. Five of his goals were power play goals too. Yeah. Which, yeah. So uh, Dauber, Dauber prospects, they do their ratings on potential of, of each prospect, how good of a, how good of a chance they have of making the NHL as a regular player. They still give him a 7.5 out of 10 for his NHL certainty rating. So they, they still feel really good about him on, on that very respected website, uh, Dauber prospects. Yeah which is one of the websites I use a lot to look up yeah, prospects. Absolutely. So I don't think there's any reason to be worried about him. That's why we got him at number three. He's definitely one, one that's next in line, and he will be in training camp next season expected to battle hard for a starting spot. Uh, I agree. Of course, it's really hard to predict right now because we have no idea what the roster is going to look like going into yeah. next season. Not a clue. But again, we can bring up Nick Cousins as the main player who's going to be moving out of this starting lineup next yeah. season. Yeah. And we still be. don't know what's going to happen with Philip Forsberg. <laughs> yeah, a lot of ups and downs. So we there's a big know. there's a big <clears throat> roster spot right there that might be empty if they don't figure out a way to sign him. So uh yeah. we just don't really know what yeah. this roster is going to look like next season. That but it seems like it seems like there's not going to be a lot of open spots. I do feel like yeah. they have their roster set for the for the short term future. They feel like they know what they want and what they have. Yeah. If that Forsberg spot's open, they're gonna have to fill that with somebody. <laughs> oh yeah, for sure. They can't <laughs> they can't just name. exactly right. <clears throat> uh, that would uh, yeah. that'd be catastrophic. We've already talked about it plenty of times, so we're not going to beat the drum again tonight. We've talked talk about I, it. That's all people are talking about these days. So we are going to steer clear of that, that tonight. Yep. All right. Number two on our next in line prospects for the Preds right now, I threw in Jeremy Davies. Yep. That's a good. And I mean, he's already gotten some NHL experience, but he hasn't been able to stick on the roster. And a big reason why is I don't think it's really a, an indictment on Jeremy Davies. I think it's more or less just another example of it's really hard to make the NHL roster in mm -hmm. Nashville as a defenseman. It's been that way for years and years and years. It's really hard. Yeah. That's what really, <clears throat> one of my really notes. hard as a defenseman. That's one of my notes. Like I'm not sure who he would replace. So if Matt Benning and Mark Borowiecki stick around next year, I, mean, I don't where, think where they will, you, though, Rich. You don't? I hope. I want them to, though. One of them might stick around. I don't yeah. think they're both coming back. Yeah. I don't know. It would be nice to have them both back. I think but, for I think for sure they've maybe even earned slight pay raises. Oh, I think so. Yeah, and I just I, don't I think would. the Preds – I think the Preds are going to feel just fine with letting one of them go. We'll see which one they choose over the other. But uh, my That's suspicion tough. is that Matt Benning does not come back and they keep Mark Borowiecki. But then you've also got uh, Philip Myers, who is also uh, under contract for another year. So he's going to be in the mix. Um, but I do yeah. think Jeremy Davies is uh, one player that you've got to look at as having a really good chance. And if you remember, Rich, we had On the Future on not too mm -hmm. long ago, a few weeks ago. Uh, yep. Part of SB Nation, uh, Eric Dene, 
And yep. he brought up Jeremy Davies in this similar discussion talking about – I think we asked him this exact question. Yeah, we did. Of who's <clears throat> next in line kind of. And Jeremy Davies was a player he mentioned. So Yeah, he was the person because we were like, what about David Ferentz? And then he was like – Nope, Jeremy Davies. Felt more more uh, confident that that it would be Davies. So and Jeremy, we already mentioned PK Subban tonight. Jeremy Davies came in on the PK yep. Subban trade, if you remember correctly. I do. So uh, yeah. coming yep. out, he came out. He came out of the New Jersey Devils system. Davies was drafted all the way back in 2016. Wow, he's already 25 years old. So it's kind of now or never for Jeremy Davies. Like he's got to make he's got to make that he's complete opposite end of the spectrum from an Igor Afanasyev and from these other prospects we've mentioned so far on this list. Jeremy Davies, he's got to prove that he's ready to go and he can he's ready to do it. If he doesn't if he doesn't do enough to make the roster next season, mm-hmm. then I'm really afraid that he's either going to have to get traded at some point or that he's just going to turn into a NHL journeyman, AHL player for the rest of yeah. his career. Um, but he's got to show it next year. And I think he's ready. I mean, yeah. he, he he has offensive capabilities, <clears throat> which is what you love to see. So you got to think, yeah. would you trade off not re-signing Benning and maybe bringing up Jeremy Davies? Because suddenly you have some offensive uh, pop to your third you defensive pairing next season. That is one thing you you don't get from those other two guys together, but yeah, um, that's the argument yeah, you I mean, got to make. That's the argument you got to make when it comes to Jeremy Davies next season. Yeah, and it's yeah, it's just tough because Benning and Borbieski play so well together. But if Benning is not here, I mean, that's going to be a golden opportunity for Davies. So he'll have to just take it. You know, that's what those guys do. That's what Alexander Carrier did. He took his shot and got in. So, and of course, Rich, it also has everything to do with Lucas Spiza and what he decides to do. <laughs> yes. Because uh, I'm telling you right now, the- I'm telling you right now, if Lucas Spiza decides to come out of my basement and stop managing my fantasy team and he decides he wants to play hockey again, he has every right to be on that third pairing for the Preds next season. Yeah. I mean, why not? Yeah. It's just—it's all a matter of what Luca Spiza wants to do, though. Yeah, that's true. He's he got, might, hes holding all the cards. He has all the power in his hands. Let's forget about Phil Forsberg here. The yeah. off-season storyline is going to be: What does Luca Spiza do for the Predators next off-season? Yeah, it's a mystery. <clears throat> I guess we we'll will, find out. We'll do a full episode special on where <laughs> Luca Spiza is going to sign if it comes to that. We'll do it here on Catfish and Ice. Yeah. All he's right. got he's got other matters pressing right now, handling your um fantasy. Yeah, well, league, he's so. doing pretty good. Yeah, we're yeah. doing all right. All not right. Doing too bad. <laughs> Our number one next in line prospect is I it was a very easy choice for me. This is like so obvious. I don't know how you cannot bring up this yeah. guy next this in line. 99% probably a yeah. done deal. Connor Ingram is next in line, the top of our list of prospects who are next in line to be in the NHL full-time. Not even – I didn't even have to think for two seconds on this. Easy choice. He could be the backup right now if the Preds hadn't gone and signed David Riddick. That's nothing against David Riddick, but at the time, the Preds didn't feel totally comfortable going into the season with Connor Ingram as the full-time backup. Because Connor right. Ingram had never played an NHL game, and Connor Ingram had only had one 
full season mm-hmm. of work with Milwaukee. Yep. And so that was a really big gamble at the time to go into the season without a veteran NHL backup to UC Soros. So the Preds did their due diligence, played it safe, and got David Riddick. And what do you know? They're not really using him much anyway. But no. <clears throat> um, be that as it may, David Riddick's only on a one-year deal. He's probably yeah. most certainly not going to come back next season. I would pretty much so. bank on that. And so yeah. Connor Ingram is going to be easily slotted in as your backup to UC Soros next season. And yeah. Connor Ingram is making us all feel really good about that. He is He's killing on fire. It right now. He, he is, is on fire. It. Absolutely, he is. So He's got they're, the whole team's on fire, actually, they right are, now. Yeah, they're after a slow up start. The standings. Yep, they are. Right. Whoo! I'm sure you got it written down. Connor Talk Ingram's Connor got Ingram. Connor Ingram's got three shutouts in his last four games. He has made 92 of 93 saves. That's what the stretch he's on right now. And I know that that the AHL and the NHL are completely different sets of competition. But the AHL no. is no slouch league. No. Making no. 92 of 93 saves in that league when you're making saves against some of the top prospects in the NA, that are going to the NHL and you're making saves against plenty of former NHL players, Yep, that is an incredible stretch. We know what Connor Ingram did when he did make his NHL debut for the Preds and he played incredibly in his mm-hmm. first NHL start. Yep. And he was the AHL player of the week this past week. So congrats yep. to Connor Ingram. Did you see the other stat? He hasn't let a puck in in 179 minutes and 39 seconds. I did not see that, Rich. I did not. Yeah, that's that strong. That's 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 massive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's 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 a good that's a good thing. And and that right there and the way they're playing right now, like I said, 99% sure it's probably going to happen. And it should. It should. So him and Soros next year. I like it. I and like you got to think you got to think that next season maybe Soros won't have to be as much of as the of the workhorse. Yep. We'll see. Yep. But um yeah, so once again, the Preds are setting themselves up for elite <clears throat> goaltending for years to come. Yep. And I like it. Let's Nothing talk, against David Riddick. And let's just talk about honorable mention prospects that we didn't include. These oh, yeah. are more prospects that – one of the reasons why they're not on our list is because I just feel like they're a little bit ways away. Mm-hmm. And they're also playing overseas, which complicates things as well. Yeah. I originally had Yuso Parsonen in yeah. my top five, but I switched him out for Zachary LaRue. I do think Yuso Parsonen is very, very close to also getting an NHL call up next season. Uh, Yuso Parsonen, according to on the future mm-hmm. will possibly finish the season with Milwaukee this year when his overseas finish league finishes out. That's cool. That league will finish before the AHL season finishes apparently. And so you see, Parsonen might make his Milwaukee Admirals debut before the end of this season. So that'll be a, that'll be yeah. really fun to watch and interesting he's, to see. He's got 22 points in 26 games with mm-hmm. the team he plays for. And I was just – I made a note about how excited everyone was for the rookie camp because it was the first time that he played over here. Um, he'd never been to any kind of development camp or anything over here, and it was really cool to see him 
um, mm-hmm. get over here. So yeah, if he could if he could go play get some AHL time this season, that would be awesome to to see yeah. for his especially. And for what his makes development. you what makes you really excited and pumped up about a player like Parsonen is he has the ability to develop into a very good NHL centerman one day. Absolutely. Yeah. And you loved he's a big body. He's not a tiny player at all. And also from on the future, uh that on the future wrote a really good prospect report not too mm-hmm. long ago. And <clears throat> really encourage everyone to go read it. Um he was saying that Eric was saying that um a lot of your Finnish commentators over there that cover uh, TPS, mm-hmm. which is the team that Parson plays for. They're calling Yusuf Parson the best player in that league. That's good. That's good for the Predators. And I'm telling you, <laughs> Finland is not a slouch when it comes to hockey at no. all. They no. have plenty of uh, plenty of good prospects in there, and I'm telling you that league is not short of talent. So to, no. the fact that he's being called by some commentators over there the best player in that league Yep. That's pretty impressive. So Parsonen's right there. You can make an argument yeah. that he should be in our top five list. He's right there. He's an honorable mention. Of course, Fedor Shvechkov, uh, mm-hmm. who was the number one pick this past year, you know, he's playing overseas right now. It's going to take yeah. some time before he's going to be ready for the NHL. So yeah. uh, that's why he's Absolutely. not on our list. Yeah. You know, he's not going to be on our list. Iroslav Askarov, same idea. Yeah. He's going to have to play a full <clears throat> season in Milwaukee before he. Um, finish it out, finishes out his current contract in the KHL. And yep. boy, I can tell you right now, I cannot wait for him to get out of the KHL because he I, doesn't get to he doesn't get to play that much. And when he does play, he has horrendous defense in front of him. Yep. yep. He's not he's not getting the full development he deserves <laughs> right now, and I hate it for him. Uh so. <laughs> did you see that um meme that Kyle Perkins put out uh, it showed it said something about the defense that uh, ask that plays with Askarov and he took all the defensemen were Ben Harper <laughs> he put all Ben Harper faces on, on all the defensemen or whatever and that's true and that's I mean it's we talked about it with Ben Harper Eric. hold on timeouts Ben Harper is going to find Kyle Perkins in an alley one day and I'm not uh, going to be I'd there say. to have his back that's what I said it, I don't think all three of us could beat up Ben. I'm, I'm going to be hiding in the corner somewhere if that happens. Yeah, that dude's a massive, <laughs> massive dude. But, but uh, Eric, yeah. Eric talked about that too, though. We asked him about that. Like, is that hurting Askarov? And he said, yeah, absolutely. Because yeah. he's not getting his starts, you know. And, and, and then when he does, the team is just ridiculous, apparently. So. Yeah, they don't. They, they don't care about. They don't care about uh, his his development as a Nashville Predator. That's for sure. So, and then an, another uh, overseas player, another Russian prospect, Semyon Chistikov, um, who's we've seen him play in the World Juniors. Mm-hmm. He's another player, another prospect that you should definitely be excited about if you're Preds fans. But it's going to take a lot of time before he's going to be fully ready to come yeah. over here. He's 20 years old at, at this moment. He was drafted fourth round in 2019. As a defenseman, we know that this organization is great at developing defensemen, of course. And let's see what Chiskov's doing this year. He is playing in the KHL and not putting up great numbers, only two points in 33 games. But, again, the KHL is tough. 
Yeah, that's what Tough I was going to say. That, those dudes are real deal. Definitely. And, and so. he's a little bit of an undersized defenseman <clears throat> as well. He's only 5'11". Yeah. So, I mean, he's like literally two inches taller than me, and I could not imagine playing a, being a defenseman. <laughs> at my size, yeah, I would absolutely. die. Like I wouldn't. I don't even think I'd make it. I don't even think I'd make it through the first period. So yeah. uh, in one piece. So uh, you got somebody like Matthias Ekholm barreling down on you. Yeah, that'd be a little scary. Yeah. No, thank you. Nope. Nope. All right. So that's our top five prospects <clears throat> right now who are next in line for the Predators. We hope you enjoyed it. Tweet the show at Catfish Ice on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Comment on YouTube right now. Let us know what you think about our list, how you would Connor change Ingram. your list. Book it. Yeah, but I, I think we're all in agreement that it's Connor Ingram's number one on that list. I, yeah. You would have a hard time changing my opinion on that one. Yeah, but absolutely. you can try if you want to. If you disagree, you can try. Yeah. Go ahead. Yep. yep. All right, we are presented by DraftKings, and the DraftKings is, of course, the official sports betting partner of the NFL, and the time is here. We've been waiting mm-hmm. since September, Rich, for this moment to come, and that is Super yep. Bowl – 56 is here. You've got a couple teams that no one expected, right? You got the Cincinnati Bengals who are right down the right that. down the road from you, Rich. Yeah, they are. Yeah. Like I said in uh not last up or the the one before that, my brother-in-law's favorite team. He loves the Cincinnati Bengals for I bet some he's reason. He's going crazy I right why. now. I haven't talked to him, but I I promise you he is going are crazy. Are you so where you're, you're just south of Louisville, right? Rich, I'm just south of Louisville. Cincinnati's about two hours north. Are you seeing any Bengals fever where you're at? Are you seeing? Man, or is it just not really like that where you're at? It's not. It's it's all about UK and U of L basketball where yeah. I'm at. So and it's basketball it's, season right now. So and it's uh, basketball season. So that's that's the that's the the thing your uh, your UK so. Wildcats uh, beat my Vanderbilt Commodores last night. But uh, <laughs> that's what I heard. The good old zebras had a part in that as well, and I, oh, I would they? not change my opinion on that. It's hard to win in Rupp Arena when you got the refs and you got UK both. <sighs> that's that is a, that is definitely um, a thing. That's for sure. But I'll go ahead and leave that to the side because no one wants to hear me go on my Vanderbilt basketball rant. No one's here for that. So you got a little bit of <laughs> some of that Cal- Calipari uh, magic oh with the gosh. referees. D- huh? Don't even get me started with them. <laughs> <laughs> Can't stand, cannot stand that man. He's the biggest grown toddler I've ever seen coaching on he, the sideline. Yeah, he is. He can be a toddler, that's for sure. All right, but um, anyway, that. let's switch gears back to DraftKings here. Well, sorry, yeah. I went on that. Sorry, I went on that mini round. Right. We've, um, we've both done it. But DraftKings <laughs> is giving fifty-six to one odds to new customers right now for the Super Bowl. Bet just $5 and get 280 in free bets if your team wins. You want to take the Bengals, take Joe Burrow, or do you want to take the St. or I almost said St. Louis Rams, or do you want to take the Los Angeles Rams and Matt Stafford? If you're asking me, if I was going to bet right now, I'm taking the Rams. I think they got the more complete team, but the uh, Bengals don't ever count out Joe Burrow because he is yeah. a stud under yeah. the bright lights. But yeah. I would take the Rams, but either way, the choice is yours. Yeah, I don't keep up. With, <clears throat> I don't keep up with the NFL much, but I would probably have to go with the Rams as well. They got just, the more complete team, Rich. They got the defense. On, they got a great defense. Yeah. Matt and, Stafford. And Matt Stafford. Yeah, <laughs> track record. <laughs> and Matt Stafford yeah. has been waiting for this moment. He all those years he played for the deplorable Detroit Lions. Mm-hmm. His career was just wasting away. 
And then yep. finally he got rescued out of there. And in hockey terms, think about a really great player that plays for a bad team right now in hockey. Can we think of a player? Um, um, Jack Eichel. Jack Eichel. That's Jack Eichel is on Vegas example. now. So if Vegas, so if Vegas wins the cup this year and Jack Eichel is a big reason why, let's say he's the Stanley Cup MVP of that series, that's kind of what's happening with Matt Stafford for the Rams right now. That's a good yep. equivalent. So yep. anyway. for all of our new for any new customers listening tonight, use our <clears> promo code <throat> THPN right now. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app, use promo code THPN, get 56 to 1 odds on either team. Bet just $5 and get 280 in free bets if your team wins. That's promo code THPN at the DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of Super Bowl 56, 21 year, years or older. Minimum age and location requirements vary by jurisdiction. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for a full list of requirements and state-specific responsible gambling resources and gaming resources. Void where prohibited gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania, or 900, 1-800-9-WITH-IT as well is another number yep. you can call. And, of course, if the DraftKings Sportsbook is also available and live in New York, meaning you can bet from almost a third of the country now. So a lot yep. of options out there for people. If it's still not available in your state yet, then do – the daily fantasy contest for Super Bowl 56, which are also a lot of fun. Plenty to do at the DraftKings Sportsbook app with our promo code THPN. My state, my state needs to get with it because mine is one of the ones where you cannot. I well, was, you, can, you can still play the daily fantasy, can, though. And it's can. a lot of fun. I was sorely disappointed because I actually was going to bet. And I was going to bet um, when the Predators – Played Arizona, who would score the first goal. Logged on and not on there. So, Kentucky, get with it. DraftKings. Come on, Kentucky, get with it. Yeah, you gamble on everything else. You gamble on horses. It'll, it, it, that's kind of shocking. Line. I would have never yeah. guessed that. That's that's odd. It, yeah, yeah, that's weird. Especially with, yeah, this when it comes to, I mean, all you got to do is talk about – Yeah, you're talking about betting horses. You're talking about uh, – What's the uh, what's the casino that everyone goes to that's near the Tennessee border? Oh yeah, I can't. Yeah, I'm not sure. Um, I, I'm, I'm I, there's billboards I mean, all over the place for it. Yeah, I can't remember what it's got, called now. There's there's off track horse horse race betting. That's probably I don't know. But anyway, DraftKings. Yeah. I want yeah, Kentucky. We want we want DraftKings in Kentucky. Get with it. Absolutely. All right, let's move on to the next segment here of Catfish and Ice, episode 102 with Chad Mint and Rich Howe, your host. And let's start looking at some of the best playoff matchups that could potentially happen yep. now that we're getting closer and closer. Of course, we know that the Preds still have work to do. That there's By no means do they have a playoff spot locked up. But we no. can at least start looking at some potential matchups that we would like yep. to see that would favor the Predators maybe, that would be a favorable matchup for them to maybe get out of the first round. And Rich, first and foremost, the criteria <laughs> – to get out of the first round for me is please, for the love of everything in me, <laughs> avoid the wild card. Because if you finish in that wild card spot, you're either going to play the Colorado yeah. Avalanche, most likely. That, yeah. I mean, that's who you're going to play. Because unless yeah, the Colorado yeah. Avalanche don't win the division, I don't see that. 
Yeah. It's going to be uh, either them or you might have to play the Pacific Division winner, which would probably be Vegas. But the Pacific Division is a <laughs> lot more tight right now because Vegas has 57 points and LA and Anaheim only have 55 points, only two points behind. And Calgary is only five points behind. And Edmonton is only eight points behind. Yes. Pacific Division is very close. You've got five teams all within eight points of each other. So Mm -hmm. the Pacific Division is very close. But if you ask me, it's going to come down to either Vegas. I could see Edmonton making a strong push to oh, yeah. get that top spot. But Same. my money's on Vegas to probably finish out and win that division. Do we really want to play Vegas in the first round? I got to say I do not. I don't want any part of them or Colorado. So let's just avoid the wild card position first and foremost, Rich. Yep. So, yeah. So I put, uh, like, it, it seems like it would be Minnesota to me. Um, that's your That's your most favorable Playoff well, that's match? not my most favorable, but I think that that's – I think most it seems like that that's how it's going to play out. My favorable thing, and this would be – would take a little bit of – And don't uh, say Arizona. Don't you say Arizona. I'm not going to say Arizona. I'm <laughs> going to say – realistic. I'm going to say I would like to see them play Dallas. I would like to see Dallas – That's possible. Have, that is possible. possible. They'd have to. They'd have to make a push – and it would be a pretty strong push for Dallas, but I would really like them to have a matchup with them and get a little revenge on on them. Get a little revenge and actually get a little revenge, and I think that's a very favorable matchup for the way the Preds yeah, play. Do. Yep, I agree. Because 100%. the Stars don't bring a lot of offensive firepower to the to the game. Nope. They are a very rough it up type of team <laughs> as well. Mm-hmm. They've got a really young goaltender who Jake Ottinger, who is a good goaltender. I'm not giving him, but I do think that you could maybe score some goals on him in the, in a playoff atmosphere. Mm-hmm. So that would take the stars yep. getting up to the top three to face them in the first round. Yeah, that might be, which is doable, but it's doable, but it, it's going to, I would take that more. as a favorable matchup too. But I'm going to go ahead and say, assuming the Predators stay in the top three, which I'm I'm predicting they will, they'll figure out a way to stay in this top three. I feel good yep. about it. Um, if they do that, then I think that Minnesota, you already mentioned them, is a, actually a pretty favorable matchup. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Because I just feel like Minnesota has got some firepower. They've got some players that, that could scare you. But I don't know how ready they are to be a dangerous playoff team. Much like I don't know if the Predators are ready either. But I do think the Pre- I give the Predators a way better chance in the first round of beating the Wild than I do the St. Louis Blues. Yeah, I agree with that. That's true. Um, I could see the Predators beating the Wild in seven games, or maybe even six games, possibly. I don't know if the Predators could beat the St. Louis Blues in a seven-game series. I just I I would not feel very confident in that. Yeah, I, the Blues are a very veteran, strong mm-hmm. team, and Jordan Bennington. As much as we can't stand him, he's proven in the playoffs before that he is a really good clutch goaltender. So yeah. I just feel like that'd be a tough series for the Preds. I'd much rather play the Wild in that situation. Yeah. Now, <clears throat> if they can do what they did against Carolina with this team 
this season. I would like their chances a little better against the Blues if they can replicate how well they were playing uh, in that series. But, um, yeah, I just just have a feeling it's going to shake out and wind up being Minnesota. So. Good prediction. That's who they would play right now, like you said. That's who they if, would play right now. But... The day. but again, very, very clustered yeah. up between second and fourth place. The Blues are at fifty-seven points. The Wild yeah. are at fifty-nine. It's very likely that the that the uh, Wild are going to pass the Predators up sooner or later because they've still got five games in hand and they're only one yeah. point behind. So you could see yeah. that being a home ice advantage in favor of the Wild if that happens. Yeah. All the yeah, all the teams, the top four have games in hand against Nashville. So, um, yeah, I think you're right. I think Minnesota probably could jump. Could uh, uh, and let's look at this: yeah, if the Preds did fall back to the wild card, which would be horrible, then I mean, would you rather play Vegas or would you rather play Colorado? I mean, I guess we'll say Vegas at that point. I would say I have to say Vegas at that point. But you could also get lucky. Let's say you get lucky there and somehow LA or Anaheim wins the division and you fall in the wild card. Would you feel better about beating LA or Anaheim even if you are a wild card team? Yeah. Yeah. I would, would. take just about anybody besides Colorado at this point. Yeah, right. They're just they are they're a juggernaut, man. I mean, they're just just a huge. I mean, I don't even. Well, know. I mean, what a run! But what a run Anaheim and LA are going on. I mean, they are right oh, no. up there with the. They're right up there with the Preds when it comes to surprise teams at the NHL. I would have never thought that of either one of those teams. Well, go, um, going into the season, I felt like LA was going to take a big step forward. A lot of people mm-hmm. were saying that LA had one of the best prospect pools. They were going to push. Of course, let's give some love to our buddy Victor Arvidsson, who is really a, an right. important part of that team. The, I mean, that is mm-hmm. turning out to be a really good addition for them, and Arvidsson is flourishing for he the is. Kings. It's so how weird How weird would that be if the Preds and Kings played and we had to go up against Victor Arvidsson in the first round? Oh, yeah. That would be rough. That would be rough, but, yeah, I'll take that roughness over having to play Colorado. That's for sure. Let's talk about some other potentially really entertaining first round playoff matchups that could happen for the NHL. If Colorado ends up winning the division, I would love if Edmonton has to take a wild card spot and it's Colorado Edmonton in the first round. (coughs) Connor McDavid, Leon Dreisaitl going up against the Colorado Avalanche juggernaut. That would be a heck of a first round series, would it not, Rich? It will, and I will. And it's very possible. That's very possible to happen. happen. Yeah, it could definitely happen. That's for sure. Um, I've got. I've also got Calgary Edmonton as a strong possibility. Battle of Alberta in the first uh, round. That could happen. It could. Uh, Another good one. Yeah, that would be good as well. yeah, I'm just right. Right, right now, Calgary's in the wild card spot. They're three points ahead of Edmonton for the wild card spot. So that would take one of them either getting. That would take one of those two teams getting into the top three. Yeah, it would take. It would really take both of them getting into the top three to play with you, mm-hmm. play against each other. So a little more far fetched for them two to end up playing each other in the first round. But uh, battle that of Colorado, Alberta. That would be good, but that Colorado Edmonton that would be. 
really fun to watch. That's for sure. Another one I wrote down here, Rich, was <laughs> I feel like it's possible is a Vegas division winner playing a wild card St. Louis Blues team. That'd be a good one. I would like that. Yeah, who do you root for in that? Don't like either uh, one of those. No, I'd go Vegas. for Vegas. Vegas. I'd go for yeah. Vegas, yeah. I probably would as well. You know um, me. St. Louis and, and Chicago are 1A and 1B for me and teams I hate. Right. So. You're right. Hey, it's you Lindsay. Got- Hello, Lindsay. Hey, Lindsay. Lindsay, we're, we're stealing your topic you brought up in episode yep. 100, a listener appreciation <laughs> episode, and we're talking about some of the best first-round playoff matchups that we could see. Yep. Playoff yeah, playoff. We, we, we stole your topic, Lindsay. Yep. We stole your topic here. We'll have to see the track. We just talked about a potential battle for Alberta first round playoff matchup if it was Calgary versus Edmonton and how crazy that would be, how entertaining that would be for everybody if that happened. Yep. Lindsay is a documented Edmonton hater. So it's in her blood. Was, I mean, she's a Flames I know. fan. That's how it is. It's yeah, it's awesome. All right, let's go to the Eastern Conference. I got a good one here that would be good. Oh, man. Tampa Bay versus Toronto in the first round. Give me some of that, please. Yeah. I would yeah. That that would be amazing. That's kind see. of a that's kind of a win-win situation for us because if Tampa loses, what's well, like, okay, the dragon is finally slayed. The two-time champs are knocked out. But if Toronto loses, we can keep writing all the jokes about how Toronto loses in the playoffs. Those poor guys. So that would be a win-win situation for me if those two teams played. I'm. I hate to say it. I'm going to be pulling for anybody going against Tampa. I'm I sure not you, I know. Want to see them win again? It's not just because I don't like them. I just don't want to see them win again. They're they're turning into the Patriots of the. I don't like the that. NHL. Yeah. Yeah. I don't like that. And then I've got one more, Rich, and then you can give me some of yours if you have some that I haven't said yet. Another great rivalry, another division rivalry. Washington Capitals versus Pittsburgh Penguins is always a good playoff showdown. That would be a good one too. That could happen. Yep. Washington so those, in the wild card spot right now. So those are my uh those are some those are my top five NHL potential playoff matchups, not including the Predators. Do, That's do you got do you have any written down that you uh, no, not missed? really, but no, those those ones you said, those are all great. I mean, those are really good. Uh, with a couple of really good matchups that I would love to see. That's for sure. Um, yep. Yeah. The, 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 the main one would be that Colorado Edmonton. That would be amazing to watch. It could happen. Um, it could possible. happen. Yeah. It's definitely if, possible. If, if Edmonton ends up barely sneaking into the wild card, like just by the skin of their teeth, they will be faced off with Colorado more than likely. So give me yeah. that. Lindsay says Leafs need to go to not go to seven games in a series. Yeah. Those dudes, man, they're cursed. I don't know. That's just that's crazy. Let's get into our next segment here. This is Catfish and Ice, episode 102 <coughs> with Chad Minton and Rich Howe presented by DraftKings. We just had some prospect talk. We just talked about some potential playoff matchups. We talked about the NHL All-Star weekend as we have getting started with that tomorrow night with the skills competition. What else do we got here, Rich? We got to talk about our battle for the central power rankings. Perfect timing. And how about the Arizona coyotes? They knocked off the Colorado avalanche. Wow. They finally broke their home winning streak. Believable. I'm telling you, Rich, I've been telling you this for a couple power rankings. Now the coyotes are getting better. (laughs) 
They're not a doormat. They are not a doormat. No. They're not the worst team in the league either. So. They just dug themselves such a deep hole that it's going they're probably not going to be able to get out of it. Yeah. But I want to I want to move them up to 7 so bad just to shake up the rankings, but I can't do it because it's, it's still it's just such a big gap. Yeah. But um, you know what? I'm going to do it. Are you really? Because wow. guess what power rankings it should also be. It's it should be looking at organizations and how these organizations are just just horribly ran at this point. Yeah. And I'm sorry, but the Blackhawks, I, I don't have <laughs> any more patience with them. They, I mean, you're seeing the news. Did you see the news come out, Rich? About uh, I did. It's all the, uh, the big <laughs> yeah. rant of how he doesn't want to answer questions anymore about the. It's like. Um, I'm sorry, but you've yeah. got to answer questions about this because it was a horrible scandal and it was a horrible thing that yeah. happened and you were the one in charge and yeah. you can't lose your cool like that. It's yet another bad look for the organization, the Blackhawks organization. Yeah. And yeah. I'm sorry, I just don't think they're a very good team either. And you throw in this with it, at least the Coyotes are trying. At least they stated that they're going to rebuild and tear this whole thing down and they're still competing. And what right. I really, what That's I really, a good point. What I really okay. appreciate about the Coyotes is they are clearly not tanking. No, no, no. I don't, I don't think any of them ever they, tank. Personally, the front, the front office made a decision that we need to rip this thing down and we need to start from scratch. And yep. I appreciate the hell out of all those players on that team that are still fighting. <laughs> They're still playing hard, and look at them. They go out and they beat a team like the Colorado Avalanche. Yep. We need more of that in sports where we don't worry about teams tanking. There's a tanking allegation going on right now in the NFL yeah, by yeah. the coach that got fired by the Dolphins. The Dolphins he's, trying, yep. he's alleging that his owner offered him $100,000 to lose games on purpose. Ugly. That's ugly. And we're not going to dive into that because we'll be here all night. We're not an yeah, NFL podcast, but it's the reason why I bring that up is it is really refreshing to see a team like the Coyotes, yep. even though everyone knows they're not going anywhere and they're not a very good team and they're not built to win right now. Those players yep. are still get, leaving it all on the ice. And so I'm making Dude. a change this week. Blackhawks are number eight. Coyotes are number seven. I can't do it, but I agree with everything you just said. And the point about what what you just said about Arizona in the rebuild, this is expected. They did a full scorched earth rebuild. Like they knew they were not going to be good. Chicago, on the other hand, have got Patrick Kane, Alex Debrinkit. They paid all that money for Seth Jones. They've got Mark Jonathan and they've got Jonathan Taze. They got Jonathan Taze on paper. Should they be, should be awesome. way, they should be way. I don't know Absolutely. about awesome. I don't know about well, awesome. They should be a lot better. I know. I know that. I know that There's nobody, no excuses. Yeah. yeah. No excuse. Yeah. Definitely no excuses for how they're playing. I mean, yeah, they've, got, D- they've got Dylan Strom. I mean, Dylan, Dylan Strom is yep. no slouch. I mean, Kirby doc. Yep. Yeah. I mean, oh yeah. I mean, they should all, not be this bad. It's, it's really, really embarrassing yeah. how bad this team is. And so, so they got – I wrote a couple of notes. They got blanked by the Wild. Like the Wild just mauled them. They're on a three-game losing streak, and I wrote free Mark andre Fleury. 
Yes, please, free Marker Andre. I saw your I saw your 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 tweet about don't let him end his career at that. He's listed. He's listed as one of the top goaltenders who could be traded this year. And I, I would love I would love to see him get traded to a to a team that needs him <laughs> that can play that can help into his because I I put Mark Andre Fleury in that same category as Pecorine of just classy yep. uh, goaltenders that that I want everything good to happen for these goaltenders that that just carry themselves with so much class and yep. it really hurt me as a rival fan when Flurry got traded to the Blackhawks. But now I just hate it so much more with all this other stuff that's come out about the Blackhawks organization. Yeah. I hate that Flurry has to be associated with that organization right now. I just hate it for him. Yeah, I agree 100%. Yeah, stinks. But yeah, uh, I, know they're, I know they're 13 good. points separated in the standings, but when we do our power rankings, it, it's not always about standings for me because mm-hmm. I do think – that eventually the Coyotes and the Blackhawks are going to get a lot closer to each other in points. I really yeah. do. I think one team's trending backwards, the other team's trending forward. I mean, yeah. right now it's splitting hairs because they're both way far back in the division. They're not going anywhere. But I got to give the Coyotes some kudos and move them up a spot this week because they beat Colorado. And they've actually been playing much better overall yeah. in their last few games. I mean, if we look back at their recent schedule, they beat Colorado. They did lose four to two to Calgary in their last game. Um, they were Calgary on a long; lo- they were actually were on a pretty long losing streak before they beat Colorado. I guess, but they're yeah. battling. Like, I mean, they only lost two to one to Boston. Um, it's just they clearly don't have the roster. But no, I'm putting them at number seven. I'm sorry, I'm doing yeah. it. Hey, man, you knocked off the number one team in the league. That's some improvement. That's what the power rankings are every week. Teams that make improvement. There you go. Awesome. Number six. I'm going to keep the Winnipeg Jets there at number six. Me too. They've only won one game in their last eight, and they just keep getting hammered by teams. So not looking good, especially for how well they started off in the season. Like they were like number one for a long time in the division and – it's just gotten worse. Well, very similar to uh, to Chicago, yeah. they should not be struggling this bad. They have players, right. they have talent, they have they have plenty of. I mean, they're not a. They don't have the excuse that the Arizona Coyotes have. Yeah, you know, like yeah. the the, the, the Winnipeg Jets were expected to compete this year and be. I figured they'd be a, a top three team in the division most likely, and yeah. they're just not doing it. Connor Hellebuck's not having that great of a year up to his standards. Mm-mm. And so, yeah, I mean, keep them at number six. They could, of course, make a push. They're not so far back. <laughs> they couldn't eventually figure out a way into the wild right. card or even top three, but they are 16 points out of the top three right now. So you yeah. can pretty much – that's pretty, pretty far-fetched that they're going to make it to the top yeah. three. They are purely a wild card team at this point. That's their best yeah. chance is a wild card. They've got <clears throat> four games in hand against like Nashville, but uh, yeah, that's just, I think that's just too much. Yeah, too big too of much a difference. So they're they're one of your teams you can throw into the biggest disappointment pile this year if you're looking at yeah, teams right. that are 
big disappointments. Number yeah. five big is going to be the Dallas Stars for both of us, big I believe. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Um, I wrote some notes up and down play. They had a really good streak going, and then they got nailed by the Capitals. The Capitals ruined their night. They were um, – I actually watched the beginning of the game. They retired um, a, a jersey. It was a Zubov. I can't yeah. remember. He was a good Zubov. player for them. He was a good player for them back yep. in the day. They had this big, huge, massive uh, ceremony. It was really cool to watch. Um, I, I, I watched it. It was really neat. And then Washington just steamrolled them. So, but then they turn um, around. But then they turn around and beat the Bruins six to one. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, but um, then, but and then they turn around and lose to Calgary four to three in that game. They should have won that game. They were yep. leading most of that game. They were up. They were up three yep. to one. They were up three to one in that game in the second period. <laughs> and then just they just let the Calgary Flames storm right back. So yeah, the yeah. Stars are just you can't trust the Stars at all. They yep. are. I mean, they could end up getting a wild card spot. They're probably going to battle with the Winnipeg Jets, maybe for that wild card mm-hmm. spot. And yep. what you just—you already brought it up, Rich. We would love to face the Dallas Stars in the first round, oh, but for that to happen, for that to happen, the Stars would have to make a huge push. So it's probably unlikely that the Preds are going to play the Stars yeah, in the first round. But uh, I would love to get some revenge on them because 2019 is still oh, a bad yeah. taste in my mouth. Yep. That was the that was the season that I started watching hardcore and yeah it was ugly. Very number, ugly. F- number four in my power rankings, I've got the Minnesota Wild. Oh wow, that's funny. Yeah, I put. Louis. I just I feel like Minnesota's a little top heavy. They are um, a team that goes on these hot streaks, and I'm not saying they're a bad team. Of course, number four is not bad in the Central Division because you're right there. Yeah clustered up with everybody else but they've got a lot of good star power but i don't trust their goaltending as much even though cam talbot's having a decent year for them no. uh, i don't trust their defense a ton <laughs> either and i just don't know if they're ready for the big moments I, they might be a season away from being a stanley cup contending team so no. i feel really confident leaving them at number four when it's all said and done and then, Rich, I think you said that's a very potential, highly potential first-round playoff matchup for the yeah. Preds if everything holds together. Yeah. I put St. Louis at number four. Um, I just looked at their schedule for the last week, and it's just been up and down. They're, they're another one. It's hard to read them. Like, you can't trust them, like you said about Dallas. You just don't know. So that's why I stuck them there. Yeah, St. Louis lost to uh, Winnipeg four to one in their last game. They haven't played since January 29th, so they've had a. They're going to get a really long break during mm-hmm. this All Star break. Yeah, and but before that, they beat Calgary five to one, and that takes us back to our last power rankings. So they've only yep. played one game since our last edition of the power rankings last week. So uh, not yep. really a lot to go off of. So that's why I just left him at number three. Um, yep. Even though they did that, Winnipeg loss is pretty ugly, though for them. Yeah, that is. Definitely but like you said, player. it's another team that's just hard to figure out. Yep, they are. They could. They could. Yeah, I don't know. And that and that makes our top two pretty simple. These power rankings are getting a little bit easier to do every week as we get further into the season. I don't know if you're noticing that. A little bit, yeah. But the Preds are definitely number two, and the and the uh, Avalanche are still number one. I mean, yep. I put Minnesota at three. 
and Nashville at two. Yeah. So Minnesota, they're actually have a winning streak going, but a lot of the wins are against teams that they definitely should have beat anyway. Um, they're one point out of second, like we talked about. But then the Predators, man, they just um, – I know they lost against Edmonton or whatever, but I really feel that that could have went their way, the way they were playing. Um, I hate the shootout so much. Um, I wish they'd get rid of it. It's just not fair, I don't think. It's not indicative of who should have won the game. Yeah. But, they're, you know, the Predators, they, they hung with them. And and that's saying a lot. Well, I really, w- I really wish we had more head-to-head uh, matchups to go off of between the Preds and the Wild, but they've only played each other once all season. Yeah, yeah. and they don't right. play the Wild again until March thirteenth. They play Minnesota, mm-hmm. and then they play Minnesota <laughs> twice in April. Oh wow! At home. So they that's, still got they still got three more meetings with Minnesota this season. So that's, that's going to tell us a lot. It's really hard, but the Preds yeah. beat the Wild five to two very early in the season. Yeah, that's all we and have to go off of. Head to crazy head. that like April is going to be when they're going to be making pushes to get their spot. Well, if, so. and also if you look at the home schedule for April, the Preds mm-hmm. have a ton of home games in April, which hopefully. Good. <laughs> will be a big difference maker. They've got so. they've got nine home games in April. Wow. Six road games. Wow. They play Calgary twice. They play Minnesota twice. They play Edmonton. They play St. Louis. They play Florida at home. So yeah. that's going to be a really good home schedule in April. Yeah. And then Colorado, the only thing I wrote was the juggernaut rolls on. Those dudes, I know they lost against Arizona, but I don't see anybody beating them. They've got a 77-point percentage right now. 77% of their games this season, they've gotten a point. That's what their point percentage is. They've they've gotten 77% of possible points this season. That's insane. I mean, it's just crazy. If they – don't at least make it to the Stanley Cup. That's and they'll, it's gonna be. I mean, they're right there with Florida, though. Florida in the East has sixty nine points, and and Colorado has sixty eight points. Right. Yeah. But Colorado has the much better point percentage. But yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Pretty pretty impressive for sure. It's crazy. That's, That's for our sure. battle for the Central Power Rankings. Let's go ahead and put a bow on episode one hundred and two tonight with a little Winter Olympics talk yeah and the women already opened the tournament with their first game and bright early this bright early this morning out in beijing they beat team finland five to two team usa is defending their gold medal that they won in 2018 (laughs) in Mm -hmm. south korea and i gotta say i wish i would have woke up and watched this game but i missed it and I'm a little upset about it, but I did go back and watch the highlights. Yep. And I can't get enough of the women's hockey team. They are fun to watch. They are loaded with with mm-hmm. superstars. And a lot of these uh, key players on their team are multi-Olympic uh, athletes. Yep. So a very veteran-led team for uh, Team <laughs> USA, for the women's team. Their assistant captain, Brianna Decker – 
took a really bad leg injury, unfortunately, in this game. It was all over Twitter. It really sucked to see. She has had three Olympic appearances. Listen to this. So her team rallied around her, of course, and they ended up winning the game. Team USA outshot Finland 52 to 12. I, I saw that. That is, I couldn't believe that. I watched the replay game. They showed it um, like at seven o'clock or something. Yeah, I saw her take that spill. That was ugly. They said she's out for the Olympics. Like she's not coming back for the Olympics at all. Yeah, no, that was a really, um, really bad injury. Yeah, that was a bummer. Very unfortunate. But that 52 to 12 number was massive. Um, yeah, they look good. That's for sure. It was good to see them play him. They said one of the players, I can't remember who it was, this is her fourth straight Olympics. She's she's participated in the last four Olympics, which is – that's awesome. That's really cool. Yep. You just hate no. seeing that. That was rough. Yeah, it was ugly. And, and then – so it's going to come down to Team USA and Team Canada again, most likely in oh, the yeah, women's sure. tournament. And <laughs> sign me up. Sign me up for that. You want to talk about a rivalry? Oh yeah, they your don't like two, each other. Your two dynasties when it when it comes to women's international hockey. Mm-hmm. So sign me up for that. You know, yep. Team Canada is going to want some revenge after losing to Team USA in the last Olympics in the shootout. Absolutely. Yep. And then when that. it comes to the men's team, it's a lot different for the men's side. They are not using their best players from mm-hmm. team, from the United States of America due to the NHL not allowing their players to participate in the Olympics. And so we're going to see an amateur, a lot of amateurs for a Team lot of USA. College. A lot college of college players. players and a few NHL journeyman players. Yeah. But it's going to be a lot different. I do think that Team USA still has a chance to at least win a medal. It's not that they don't have any talent, but I'll be shocked if Team USA can beat teams like Canada or beat teams like uh, Russia. I think Russia yeah. is going to really benefit from this NHL mm-hmm. not being in the Olympics because Team Russia is still going to have a lot of players, <laughs> international players, who are oh, yeah. going to be really tough for a team like USA to handle. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Definitely. I'm looking at the roster. I don't recognize hardly. Any well, their big players, Maddie Beniers, Maddie yeah. Beniers, who is the University of Michigan standout, took was taken second overall in the past draft by the Seattle Kraken. All eyes are going to be on how he can play, but you're talking about a 19 year old being mm-hmm. thrown on this stage. But the talents there, he is a very electrifying, fun player to watch. So. A lot of eyes will be on him. Here's what I'm worried about with Team USA. They don't have much in terms of goaltending. They have no proven they have no proven good players. It's all young prospects or yep. uh, co- college players that's going to be a net for them. So that's going to be I feel like Team USA is going to get lit up by the really good teams. <coughs> yeah, board. it's looking like it. That's what scares for me. Sure. That's for sure. Yeah, it's looking like it. But some other some other players that should be on your radar. Jake Sanderson is another young collegiate player mm-hmm. who is uh, going to do some good things in the NHL one day. Jake Sanderson is a defenseman. He was drafted number five overall by the Ottawa Senators in 2020. He's currently playing at the University of North Dakota 
which yep. is another great college program, powerhouse yep. in college it's, hockey. Uh, Rocco Grimaldi's alma mater. So Jake Sanderson, you figure, is going to be a good leader for this team. Um, you've got some NHL players here that I noticed. Nick Shore is a center mm-hmm. journeyman NHL player who was drafted all the way back in 2011. He's played for four different teams, and he currently plays in the KHL now. So you look at Nick Shore. Um, but there's only one returning player from the 2018 Olympics, and that wow. is Brian O'Neill, who I don't know much wow. about. But yeah. that just goes to show you that these are all new players being thrown into this Team USA roster for yep. the men's side. So it might be kind of tough for the t- Team USA to get a, to get a medal. I think, so. <clears throat> I think so. Lindsay says go Canada. Yeah, that's probably a good bet. <laughs> so I think that, I think I you get, so. I think you can fairly put your money on both the women's and the men's teams. Yep. Getting a gold medal for Team Canada, but the USA women will have something to say about that. Absolutely. That's going to be if, if Team Team Canada and Team USA and the women's side uh, end yep. up facing off for the gold medal. Please sign me up for that. Yep. Give me that, please. I was. We were actually I had uh, watching curling was on before we came on to do the podcast. I don't know what it is, man, but I could sit and watch curling all day. It's really. <laughs> I know, I know a lot. It's just, it's, it's crazy. I don't know. I like it, but I'm really looking forward to um, when the snowboarding and all that happens. Cause that's, that's like my favorite uh, winter sports stuff, the snowboarding. So looking forward to seeing that. <clears throat> and the, the thing about the curling, the, yeah. The thing about the curling is it's, it's kind of like relaxing. It's like therapeutic it for me. Absolutely. It's, uh, dudes, that, the, the guys and girls, they just like, barely even touch it they just let it let it go and it just does its thing it's it's amazing i think Lindsay actually but, does curling so but the suspense she, she this, there's yeah. a lot of suspense involved in curling like because you're yeah. you're watching this little plate or disc or whatever you call it just like slowly going down this ice and they're shooting the ice and there's yeah. a lot of suspense I, I like it too i find curling to be very yeah. very interesting uh, I don't understand it, but I, I do like watching it. So it's 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 very relaxing is a good way to put it. <coughs> it's cool, All right, though. everyone. We really appreciate you listening to episode yeah, 102 man. of Catfish on Ice with Chad Minton and Rich Howe presented by DraftKings. Thanks to our listeners for commenting on the live Absolutely. stream tonight on YouTube. Lindsay, Go hit that, su- hit that subscribe button on YouTube if you're checking out our channel. Hit the follow button if you're following us on if you're checking us out on Twitter at Catfish Ice. We appreciate it. Always connect with us on social media. We'll respond back. Love talking hockey and Preds hockey with all of our followers and listeners. It really makes everything so much more fun when watching this beautiful sport of hockey. We hope everyone has a great weekend. Enjoys the NHL All-Star festivities this weekend. We will be back on Monday for a brand new episode, episode 103 of Catfish on Ice. Stay tuned for that. Have an outstanding weekend. Take care, everybody. Have a good one.